Welcome in to our Subconscious Mind Mastery Sunday series, where we're focusing every Sunday morning on more spiritually oriented topics. And I've got a good one today. Something that's going on right now, very timely as we're recording this in the middle of the year 2023. And oh my, so much has happened. And so much is happening. And I want to bring something back into focus that we may have heard about but forgot about and then we're going to circle back about and I have a great way that we're going to kind of wrap this up and go into our meditation today. So the idea is that I've been observing, have you not, that there is this spiritual revival of sorts going on in various places around the world? I mean, I first saw it, I guess the first couple of things this past year, You know J.P. Sears, the funny guy on YouTube that does the little metaphysical spoofs that are so funny? He did a serious episode, oh, I don't know, maybe six months ago, about coming back to God in his own life and the reasons why he thought that was important. Powerful episode. It's about 25 minutes long. If you can go back and find it, I'm not sure. I don't have links and all that, but just uh, J.P. Sears. Wow, that was amazing. And then I noticed in narrating through Fred's audiobooks that there seemed to be this little shift talking more about Source. He's always had it. In fact, the introduction to Levels of Energy is a beautiful attribute and tribute to how important Source is in his life. He says, It's my everything. And that was released in 2009, so it was written in that time frame. But it just seems like, and maybe it's my ears trying to hear it, but it seems like it's been more of a message here of late. And then the big one that happened in early 2023, that big, huge campus revival at Asbury University in Kentucky, where a chapel service literally caught fire onto a multi-day, what did it go, about 10 days or something, revival, until finally they had to shut it down because too many people were coming into the town from all over the world, and this little tiny town in Kentucky couldn't handle the crowd, the influx, and it got to a point where, I mean, nobody could conduct their business. And I, you know, as a resident that values quietness around me, I totally get that. But it spread to other campuses, including many other states, Texas A&M, University in California. I mean, there were all these revivals popping up right there around that time. The way you know, you go back to levels of energy, speaking of, how do you know that these things were real? How do you know they were authentic? It's because people couldn't do anything else. And that's one of the basic attributes of 500s level and 600s level energies, like where these were is that you just don't care about schoolwork? Nah. Rather sing a praise song. Rather get together with my friends. Would rather sing and pray and be in that experience. I've been feeling it again lately myself. Been putting certain songs on and just immersing in them and literally can't put them down. Got work to do? Can't. That's when you know you're in high energy. So then to get ready for this, I started looking around to see if, uh, is this just like here and is this an isolated occurrence or is this happening in other places? Here are a few things I found. 80,000 people fill a stadium in Philippines. Revival. Here's a headline from February 3, 2023. Native Americans are experiencing fiery revival. Stories of revival in Iran, up to a million people. Wow. And then this headline, I don't know, this is a little bit maybe, but it said apocalyptic events bring revival around the world. 
I would bet, and I'm not in touch with such people now, but I would bet that if you were talking to people who were involved in various Christian-related ministries, for example, or other related ministries, perhaps charitable organizations who do worldwide ministry, that they would tell you, yes, stuff is happening that you're not aware of. So, what about us? Question is, can we be on our highest timeline like we like to talk about here? Love that term. I am choosing today to be on my highest timeline. Can we do that and not include our relationship with all that is? With Source? Okay, with God, the universe. And you know this work that we've talked about on this podcast since 2013 is often all about us. We talk about the self. A lot of podcasts out there with the name the self in them. But let's expand that out to the self plus its connection to the very essence of life. And when we start talking about this, and already, if you, you might have dropped off. <laughs> and I would never, and you would never know. We would never know, right? But it's like, I don't want to hear that. Because for a lot of us, we have been hurt by that whole essence. In fact, for a lot of people, and I went through this, I absolutely went through it. It's in the early episodes of this podcast where I had to re-explore the term God. There was something back in my earlier church days, hurt by church. A lot of people out there hurt by church. The bad rap of religious extremism. The sheer ridiculousness of just quacks. And this self talk about self, self-protection of saying, I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, fair enough. Me neither. And then what about bad outcomes? Like what I had. You pray for something. Pray to save this marriage. Pray to heal this loved one. And it doesn't happen. We think we've been abandoned. You're like, yeah, Thomas, talk about that source. Where was it when I needed it? Stay with me on that point. We're going to circle back to it in a bit. So then, and I know some of you have a hand-in-hand walk with Source, with God, with the universe. I mean, you are partners. You are buddies. You are on a co-creating journey, and that's very complete and authentic and real for you. But for a lot of us, we're still exploring that relationship with God. Or like for J.P. Sears, we may have just made the turn saying, I know I need to get back to this, but I'm still walking my way back in that direction. So can we take that risk? Can we open up? Can we be vulnerable again? Or are we just like, kind of like in a relationship? Are we opening ourselves up for another bad experience? You just say, I'd rather close the door and just make it about self. It's not complete, but it's at least protected. You know what I mean? So I thought let's talk about three different parameters here real quick. Good old three-point Baptist sermon. <laughs> How about that? Let's look at three points of what we might do to safely rekindle that fire or think about what this revival is all about. And the first one of the points is to obviously do a little homework and examine if you have a block. I did. I mean, I you know, this podcast started basically under the guise of, well, I described the year 2008 after my second divorce. I just didn't care. I just shook my fist up at everything. But at least I admitted it. And I was like, ooh, this isn't going to work. But it took a long time, 10 years, basically a decade. And I'm still exploring the relationship. That's why we're thinking out loud together here. But here's maybe a fresh look at this conversation. 
So is your relationship with God one of co-creation, not reliance upon? I hear a lot about surrender in these connotations, in the, the language of the especially the church. Surrender to God. Surrender. Give up your life to this or that. What about co-creating instead, rather than surrender? There's nothing about that you can't get up in the morning and do your thing. I mean, okay, I make my coffee and I check my calendar and all of that, but for the rest of the day, I'm surrendered to God. Really? Are you? What about self? Bring that term back in over and over. What about self? How is self connected to source? What about in a co-creating relationship? Isn't that how it all began? If you go back to the biblical narrative, that was the Garden of Eden. Mythologically, that setup is patterned in most cultures around the world. Some kind of form of utopian relationship with God. In the Genesis narrative, the ancient Hebrew narrative, it was that Adam and then Eve walked with God in the morning and the evening. I guess in the, during the day, they were self. <laughs> they did self. And then they had their co-creating time with God. But it was perfect. It was a perfect relationship. And then they entertained an outside entity that brought questions into the relationship. So the first thing you could do is ask yourself, what kind of relationship do I have with God? Am I a co-creator with this source? Do I walk in the garden and everything's okay? Or do I have trust issues? Or maybe it's an 80-20 self-God kind of relationship. The I'll handle it until I need you kind of thing. I would suggest exploring co-creation. It's what we've done with these Sunday series episodes so far. We've talked about being a co-creator with Source. You are God's. God in you. That's not surrender. That's partnership. That's cohabitation. In fact, you could think about it in our little self-source analogy that it's self-source or source-self. One word, one concept, together, as one. If you kind of extend that out just a little in your mind, you think about, well, what would it be like for source to become human? I mean, it's like, okay, if I can swallow the elephant and say, okay, as self, I am also source, then you could come back and say, what would it be like for source? I mean, infinite source that created everything to say, I'm going to be human. And then you realize there's a story about that. Well, let's talk about second. And because it really kind of parlays in is we honor ourself and we honor source. That's my second point. So in other words, don't minimize yourself in this partnership. And yet we realize that there is something vastly greater than me who wants to participate with me. Let that sink in. I think of the schoolyard, you know, the proverbial elementary school schoolyard. And there's a bully out there on the schoolyard. But behind that tree is a great big bodybuilding weightlifter who is your schoolyard playyard buddy. And buddy occasionally peeks around the tree to see how you're doing. So when the bully shows up and doesn't know about that friend behind the tree, how then would you interact with the bully? Talk about the ultimate, I gotcha. Like, just get a little bit closer and see what happens. <laughs> Boom! But then I go back to the point that we made before. What happens when that doesn't happen? But think about our relationship with Source as that powerful. 
Well, if that's the case, then wouldn't we want to develop the relationship with that weightlifter, (laughs) with that source? That's the third point. How do we do it? Well, what came to my mind and what I put down was try dating God, just like you would have in the early part of a relationship. Start to explore this new connection or explore an old connection in a completely different way. You know, a lot of times there's stories all over about people who reconnect later in life. Maybe they went to high school together. Maybe they were even high school sweethearts, but their paths went in different directions. Now in the golden years of life, they come back together and they have to reacquaint. They have to get to know each other again. Try dating God or source or the universe in that kind of way. Like, here's this wonderful new relationship that you can just kind of be giddy about and explore and say, you know, maybe maybe there's something here. Let's see. You start looking for the good in that person, in that situation. Ah, now your focus is changing. So you're focusing on the positive. And then, just like in a relationship, you start trying some co-creating. This is where the together starts to happen, right? Where me and you start to weave into we, and we take on some we projects. Be playful. Some verses from the Old Testament in the Bible crossed my path, and I thought, ah, this is good. Let's talk about this. This is from the book of Isaiah, the old Hebrew prophet. In fact, what Isaiah is kind of known for is in chapter 6, when he heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord, send me. Beautiful depiction of availability, right? Of saying, I'm available, send me. And that's where we are, a lot of us, right now. Times are changing, and we are choosing to say to the process of this change, Send me. Here I am. I'm available. Use me on my best timeline. Well, if you skip up to Isaiah chapter 40, you find some true verses of encouragement. Where it says, Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. Isn't that like early love, (laughs) anyway? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Then in the next chapter it says, So do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my right hand. Do not fear, I will help you. Got a schoolyard bully? Well, you have a co-creator who loves you a lot, And it's really pretty cool and very strong. Look up at the sky at night and remind yourself. For our meditation, I'd like to read you a story. You're probably familiar with it, but hopefully it takes you to a place that you can continue after we finish. You can meditate more on this concept. It's the footprints in the sand. One night I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the sky flashed the scenes from my life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. 
One belonged to me, one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life had flashed before me, I looked back at those footprints in the sand. But I noticed that at many times along that path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once, when I decided to follow you, that you would walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. Why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me? Source whispered, Oh, my precious child, I love you. And I never did leave you during those trials and testings. For when you only saw one set of footprints in the sand, it was then that I was carrying you through. Meditate on that and enjoy the journey.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.